This is Alicia Farron, also known as Lishi, and you are listening to Birchwood Podcast. You need to start selling cannabis. <laughs> no, I hear there's a lot of money in that. Yeah, right? The, kid, the, the kids, they all like the cannabis. Yeah, the oh, kids. they're vaping yeah. and rolling and smoking. Yeah, the electric lettuce, I like yeah, that. Yeah, man. In the summer, nigga, white feeders in the winter. That, 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 that. Uh, I've been thugging through my rainy days. The days. Uh, I ain't really trying to hang the day. The day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I need changes in a major way. Uh, yeah. I just pray I never fade away. away. Yo, yo, oh, man. Your word to the title, so word to my idols and word to the ghosts. Uh. I ain't saying I like him, I kill all them niggas and wear them as coats uh. Word to the feelings I channel while lose them as quick as a fucking remote uh. Don't be calling me woke, no I cheat on my queen for a hoe, that's how she go, she keep saying we jail Ay. She gon' come out her shell, whoa Ain't no pushing my buttons when all of my feelings is stuck on a well Yeah, bitch I'm thirsty and blessed, ayy I put liquor in grills, whoa This for my niggas in jail, wrestling L's, uh that's the hell in the cell I come from a place where the shit can get shady My chances was slim Ay. All my women was basic We see different races and signing them yeah. I can't send out no message to none of my exes and bitches as friends Ay. I can't blow it again Need a bitch that's as thick as my skin Shit cause I've been thugging through my rainy days The days uh, I ain't really trying to hang the day The day Changes in a major way. Uh, I just pray I never fade away. away. I left my legacy hurt. Fucking absurd. Like a shepherd having sex with his sheep. Fuck what you heard. All this talk in my ear. I got an idea. Like the clerk when you're trying to buy beer Since on the mic I'm a nightmare Fuck it, I thought this might be a good time To put woke me to rock a I got the bottle of NyQuil right here You want the sleep me to wake You want Slim Shady EP This on the CD cover sock in my mirror I promise not to cry crocodile tears If you end up shocked at my lyrics Marshall is dead in the water But not that I care Drake said rock the boat And the dock is my peer So it's unanimous You're at attention The planet's listening Their banana splits again Which has its advantages But when you got nothing to say Except for the hand your dick is in, and if your plans are sticking, and Janet's sticking to the match, and if your Tamazepam is kicking in, it's having you panic stricken. You're tripping off a trip to fan and trip to fan in Switzerland just for asking to autograph a picture, then ripped it in half and whipped it at him and kicked his ass all the way back to Michigan. But no matter how many rounds up, I could knock down and about and fell to the ground. I got a fighter's mentality. I'll get back up and fight with it. In fact, I'm attacking up mic with it. I'll make it sound, sound like a vampire's fighting with fight, but I'd have to be Dracula's sidekick, sidekick to be down for the count. You are listening to the Birchwood Podcast with Shane Ogden. The voice you are hearing right now is of mine, Trevor Muxworthy, the host of Whatever Trevor. Every Wednesday, I release an episode that is 100% Canadian content. Are you from Canada? Do you like Canadians? Do you like music? Do you like comedians? If you answered yes to one of those, you might like my podcast. It's called Whatever Trevor, and you can get it now. 
Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true, star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club Podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll soup. Hey, what's up, weirdos? It's Mark Splude and I am the host of the Spludecast. But you know, you should probably know that already, shouldn't you? You don't know what I'm talking about, right? Everyone listens to my show. What's the point of even doing a commercial? Well, listen, just in case there's one poor bastard out there who doesn't know about it, it's the best damn podcast in the world, and you can find it every Thursday on iTunes or Podbean or wherever you get your shit. Get my shit. It's called the Spludecast. Check it out. Download it. Sit down on your ass crack of Dos Equis. Fire up your favorite sativa and driver. Right the fuck into you. Welcome to Birchwood Podcast, Friday, July 26, 2019. It's Shane Ogden. How are you? Thank you for listening. Um, now, let's get right down to business. I got shows coming up in uh, months away. So I'm going to enjoy my summer. I'm going to enjoy the marshmallows, the campfires, the tubing down the river, which I'm doing this Sunday. With Lishi, finally we we booked a time um, because it's been so busy and we haven't uh, been able to get in there. We've had to alter our plans a few times. This Sunday, for sure, I'm going to be tubing down the Nashwalk River and I'm going to be drinking a six-pack of beer and that is what I need. I need to do that each summer. Clear my head. I love doing it. Uh, lazy raft river rafting. Is that what they call it? Slowly going down the river on a tube with that beer. Did I mention I will be bringing some cold, cold beer? Yes, it's going to be great. Um, sorry, folks, for being a little scatterbrained. I just woke up from a nap. Uh, we got back. Leishi and I got back from the beach tonight. Um, we like to go on the beach sometimes and just lay there and listen to the waves. And uh, that's what we did after work. And, of course, we didn't feel like cooking supper. So I got a grilled chicken burger and she got some stir fry and got those from a restaurant. It was lovely. And uh, then we're like, hey, you know what? I'm tired. And she goes, I'm tired, too. I said, you know, let's take a nap. We're adults. We can choose to take a nap. And uh, that's what we did. That's exactly what we did. And it was Wonderful and refreshing, but I am a little groggy. <laughs> and I uh, took the dogs for a walk at 10 o'clock at night. Took them down to the mailbox. I had the flashlight going. Usually don't take the dogs for night walks, but they were alone in the house today for uh, quite a few hours. And I decided, hey, you know what? Let's treat the pooches. Actually, Alicia suggested that. And I said, you know what? That's a great idea. Good for me to clear my head and good for the dogs. So, night walks. Uh, I did a show in Callis, Maine. Um, that was Saturday. And I don't plan on doing another show until uh, September 20th, which is the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour. That's in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada at the St. John Marina. That's where people go to park their boat. And <laughs> it's also where people go for great comedy because... There's going to be a lot of great comedians on that show. Dan McCarthy, um, Glenn K. Amo, 
myself, uh, Mark Splude, uh, R.F. Hussein, Chris Hovey. The list goes on. It's going to be two hours of comedy entertainment. It's going to be fun, September 20th. And uh, if you're looking for information on that, just check out my uh, Facebook page, uh, Shane Ogden Comedian. Or, uh, you know, I'll probably advertise it on the uh, Facebook page, Birchwood Podcast. So all of my comedy shows um, have been, you know, fun. Progression has been slow. I think I just need a reboot. I just need I just need some time. You know, I my thoughts are all clogged up in my head because I've been working six days a week, and um, I'm happy to be working. It gives me uh, purpose every day and I, money in my pocket, and uh, I feel resourceful and and useful to my family, and so it it feels wonderful to be a provider for my family again. It feels terrible to be unemployed and and not contributing to my family um, in in the financial way. So, yeah, back to work, it, it's fun. Um, no, it isn't fun. No, it, it's not fun is, is a big word. I would say that it allows me to feel relief. So I did go down to the United States of America. Always intimidating to cross that border. It turns out it was no problem. And the guy was like, oh, what are you down here for? I'm like, I'm doing a show. I'm not getting paid. It's for the Lions Club. And uh, it's to raise money for local parks. And uh, he was like, yeah, sure. Great. Enjoy your time in the United States of America. I was like, holy shit, that is the coolest border guard ever. I thought they were going to be like, you are getting paid, you liar. They didn't care. I guess I wasn't a security threat. Um, then I saw my friend Brian Giles, who put all put the show together, and uh, man, what a great time I had! And it was great to see Brian, and it was great the way I saw him too, because I pulled my car up to the Callus Motor Inn where the show was going to be, and as soon as I stepped out of the car, I heard him doing a mic check. Man, on this hot summer day, I could hear him through the screen window. Uh, test, 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 one, two, one, two. And I was like, oh man, that's Brian. I walk in, there's Brian. We go have a beer at the bar. Um, yeah, uh, let me talk about the show. Um, first of all, I want to talk about the setup of the show. Uh, it was a pretty good setup. Uh, the stage was made of stainless steel. So it kind of rattled and, and it was a loud thump when you walked on it. It wasn't my favorite but uh turns out there were so many people there that that kind of all got drowned out and worked out anyway but we were having trouble getting the uh, mixer to come up with the right sounds uh you know we had a hot mic and uh, some feedback and so on and so we put the monitors down on the carpet and we played with some knobs and uh dials and and things and and uh equalizers and we got it sounding as good as we were going to get it. Um, it was also so goddamn hot. I don't know if you've, uh, if you're in the Atlantic region, but man, it has been hot here on the east coast of Canada. So hot, man! Oh God, on fire, hot, burning, blazing hell. Um, like, man, it was so hot. I, I'm so shocked and happy. And grateful to the people in Callis, Maine, that they stayed for the whole show. Because it was, they didn't have air conditioning, the air conditioning broke. Uh, then they set up small air conditioning units, closed the doors, hoping overnight it would cool it down. But then someone came along in the morning and opened up all the windows and let the hot air blow in. And it was too late. It was showtime, and 200 people were there, and we did the show. Uh, that's where I met uh, today's guest on the program, Adam Hatch, who was delightful. Really enjoyed talking to Adam. He's a very polite guy, a very funny guy, um, and it's just it's such a pleasure to watch him do comedy. I love seeing new comedians, man, that I've never met before. Um, I see so much of myself in them, you know, and, and vice versa. Like, I just feel like... 
we are connected in that way. We're, we're doing the same thing, but in a different way. Each of us has our own style. And it's neat to get to know um, other people that love the same thing I love and how they approach it. So that's coming up. Uh, yeah, so my trip down to the States was uh, so much fun. Man, so I was looking forward to going down to this place called Marden's. And Marden's is like this weird hybrid, you know, it's like a poor man's Walmart meets a home hardware meets a giant tiger meets a, wow, it's it's a little bit of everything. It's, it's pretty cool to walk through that store. And, but there's also depressing corners and at Marden's, you know, it's like, damn, I'm not interested in all these rugs or, uh, all these shoes are shitty. You know, there's just little areas like that that are that depress you walking through the store. But for the most part, it is a bargain hunting. Like, man, it's crazy. It's like, here's a box of chocolate bars for $8. And you're like, man, how many's in a box? I don't know, 30. Like, what? Yeah. I don't know. Or, um, what did I buy? I bought some rope. For a tire swing, relax guys, it's for a tire swing. Um, I gotta move, we're moving from the Birchwood Trailer Park, I'll tell you about that in a minute. But, um, so I, I got these tires, the neighbor tricked me, you see, he said, oh what size tires you have? And I told him, he's like, he's like I got four tires like that, you can have them. I'm like great, I roll them over to my trailer, and uh. Then later on, I found out the walls are all cracked in these things, man. They're no good. So now we're moving in September, and I got four fucking tires that are shit. You know? I should roll them back there, but it's been months, and I feel like it's too late now. Now I gotta get rid of these tires. It's a pain in the ass. So one of them's going in a tree. I'm hanging it up for the neighborhood kids. All the kids in the trailer park are welcome to swing on my tire swing. Yeah, so, and, you know, my daughter loves uh, swinging on ropes and, and uh, swings, and she's like a monkey bar queen, my, my Ella girl. So, uh, yeah, and when I was down there, man, in the United States, I bought a six-pack of beer right in the gas station, man. Oh, there's something great about that, you know? I just, oh, I wish every gas station had beer. They do in Newfoundland, and they do in um, Maine. I absolutely love that. I don't know what it is. Why it just seems like the beer even tastes better, man, than coming from a, a government-controlled liquor control board, you know. Uh, what is that called? NB Liquor. Or... Uh, Nova Scotia Liquor Control, NSLC, whatever. Like, I just, I don't know. I like my beer to be sitting on a skid in Walmart as soon as you walk in. That's what they have down there in the United States. I like that. I dig that. One of the great things about America. Another great thing about America is chocolate-covered frosted flakes. <laughs> we have that in Canada now, too. But... I was talking to uh I was talking to Adam Hatch about that, you know, uh when I was a kid we'd go down there to Callis, Maine and we'd go to the IGA st uh, grocery store and all of the cereal was like different than ours, you know. They had Lucky Charms, but maybe it was chocolate Lucky Charms or Lucky Charms with like more marshmallows or like Oreo cereal or like I don't know shreddies that were shaped different or you know booberry you know or uh what's that other one frankenberry we didn't have that we had we had uh I think we had count chocula for a while down here but like all these amazing different kinds of cereal. Uh, and I was joking with Adam Hatch and I said delicious new ways to get diabetes. 
and he laughed. And that's what we did. We, we had a lot of laughs together talking on the deck after. We wanted to cool off, so we went out into the hot summer air after the show because, uh, man, that room was sweaty. But everybody had a great time. Oh, excuse me for yawning. It's late at night. Uh, I can't wait to uh, go tubing this Sunday with my leashy. So Leashy and I have decided to leave the trailer park. A bittersweet. We love it up here. We wish we could stay, but we're not mountain goats, man. And the wintertime caused me a lot of serious uh, anxiety. Like, I had to go to therapy and everything, man. Like every time it snows, I would be panic-stricken. I was so afraid. Going, Man, I slid down that hill. Almost lost control a few times. Kids are walking up that hill after school or walking down that hill to go to school. And I was always so afraid I was going to slide into one of them. And I wrote the uh, government Department of Transportation, um, our, our local uh, member of parliament, whatever, MLAs they call them, whatever, man, the, the government, you know. I got the government involved. I wrote letters. I posted, made groups on Facebook. I, I got community support about this hill not being looked after. And, you know, people made fun of me. People just, you know, people are shitty, you know. Fuck you, people. I fucking hate people. Jesus Christ, I hate people. I really do. I've become a curmudgeon hater of people. And it's because, look, man, I'm trying to bring awareness to this issue that th this hill is a dangerous hill. It's basically a two-kilometer luge on a 45-degree angle. And uh, nobody gave a shit. As it turns out, half a dozen people cared. Um, and they gave me the yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll look into it. And, I mean, it, it never got better. Uh, to the point where the plow operator was, like, threatening me and shit, you know? The people in the government garage were even making threatening comments and stuff. And, you know, I was... I was to the point where I was just like, man, I, I, I gotta fucking... For my mental health, I have to leave here. And it's too bad, man, because it's a paradise in the summer. Quiet, you know? We're moving into... Uh, a house. We're, we got the bottom level of a house, and um, not looking forward to having other people in my living space, man. But the bed, the bedrooms are bigger for the kids, and uh, it's it's better. It's off the hill, so we're gonna have a uh, <laughs> a good winter as as far as mental health is concerned. I hope no more sliding down that hill. Alright, so, what was I going to tell you? Oh, this weekend at Chuckles Comedy Club, um, we got Matt Watson, Glenn K. Amo, and Neil Mundell all opening up for uh, the main event. The uh, guy from Hamilton, Ontario, the very funny Manolis Zontanos. Coming up this Friday, like tonight, if you're in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada, tonight at 8 o'clock, uh, come down and see uh, all those guys on the show. They're amazing. Um, Matt Watson, I have never met him before. Hopefully I can do a podcast interview with him. And of course I'm going to uh, do a podcast with my buddy Manolis. We've been friends for years and it's going to be good to see him. And it'll be good to see all of you if you come down to the club. Um, that's this weekend, Friday. Uh, July 26th and Saturday, July 27th. Showtime is 8 o'clock and tickets are just $17.50 or $22.50 for VIP. So enjoy it, man. I know you're probably out there, you know, toasting some marshmallows and tubing and tenting and kayaking and doing all that fun stuff. But you know, at night, it's good to come down to the club, have a beer, have a laugh, and then go right back to your camping, man. Yeah, that's all I had to say. I'm not performing at all uh, until September 20th. I may pop into a few open mics, maybe. But other than that, I have no plans to step on stage. I need to reboot. I need to reset. I need to refocus. 
Uh, oh, before I go, <laughs> thought I'd give you a great Shane moment. I uh, was rewiring a house, and you know we got all the walls torn apart, and we're fishing wires, man. We're making junction boxes and drop ceilings, and we're doing all kinds of things. One thing I had to do was I had to chisel out a wooden stud to fit an electrical device box because they wanted three switches instead of two in their bathroom, a fan, a vanity light, and a regular light. And they wanted them all separately controlled. You know, some bathrooms you walk in, you can control the fan and the light with the same switch. They didn't want it that way. They wanted separate controls. Very fancy bathroom for these people. Anyway, so I, I, I did that. Um, but I had to remove some of the blocking because that's what they did before in order to line up good with the drywall. They chiseled out some of that 2x4 and I thought, well, I'll do that too, right? To get to get that uh, third switch in place. So I took my screwdriver, put it against the wood and I bashed it with a hammer. And uh, it's very effective. They they recommend a chisel, you know, in the, in the handbook, in the tool handbook guide. They say never use your screwdriver as a chisel. But they don't know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. Real men grab screwdrivers and smash them with hammers, right? <laughs> Except this man, this very stupid, foolish man, was so into what he was doing, he forgot, hey, might be good not to smash a hammer in the face. Yeah, lost focus, and I swung back, and I took a claw hammer to the face. And you know what? It hurt so bad. <laughs> it hurt so bad, I didn't even yell. I was in shock, and I, w I was doing that. <sighs> You know, the slow pain. Oh, man. Whew. That was better than coffee. Woke me right up. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the interview with Adam Hatch. I'll be back next week. And thank you for listening to Birchwood Podcast. Here's Adam Hatch. Um, one, but I, I, I did invite them for the record. All right, you guys sit over I'm there. And don't say him. shit, okay? Yeah. Sure. Whatever I say. Adam, Adam Hatch. Adam Hatch. Yeah. And you're a comic from Maine, USA, from Bangor. Bangor, yeah. I would love, though, to be the captain on that flight from Bangor to Lewiston, Maine. You know? What well, aboard this flight to Lewiston, Maine? For those of you who don't know, Lewiston is great for lock your doors and windows. Today's flight time is going to be about 6.6 .6 seconds. Cruising altitude about 300 feet. For your convenience, your crew will be around with peanuts, Alice, coffee, brandy, and hepatitis shots. Born? Born and raised? Yep, from, from Bangor. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, great. So we just saw you on stage, and uh, I thought you were very funny, and you knew a lot of the local culture, and they just seemed, you seemed to just be like the prodigal son, you know? Whereas when, when I came out on stage, I was just like, I, I'm not from here. I played that whole gag, but you were like just immersed in it, and also, but I thought you could play that anywhere. Have you ever, do you, tra you travel a lot yeah. doing stand-up? So it is different, like when we go to, you know, places outside of Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and stuff like that, you have to, you got to change up material, and, you know, some of it's applicable to New England, you know, but like main related jokes like if I went to Canada like it's different so you have right. to know you have to know your audience to a degree for sure but um yeah man you did you, you were phenomenal like oh I mean, thanks it was, man it was great thanks no I thought you were great too Thank and you. um like it's nice to work with people that you admire you know like I was watching yeah. you and you just look so comfortable and I was never that comfortable doing stand-up yeah and um so when I see performers like yourself that are just very comfortable I'm like man how do I get there it's been 20 years and I still like get it in front of people and I feel awkward but but I think here's the thing is that like I look at you when you did your set and I don't see you being uncomfortable you don't feel no, that no no so, but I feel the same way sometimes. After th I've been doing it for 13 years, and I think you get comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. You know, so much to that, like a normal audience member isn't going to see your anxiety or you being uncomfortable or you being like, oh, I just I should have said this. I fucked up that joke. Yeah. For the most part, you know what I mean. Like, 
my wife's seen me, you know, a thousand times, and she might say, "Hey, you, you screwed that up." Yeah, yeah. But she's the only person that knows. Like I know, but I mean, the she knows because she knows you so well, and she can stand in the crowd and go, "Oh, yeah." And she's seen. I know what he's going through right now. Is that how you feel? Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. And, and she and she's always a good critic, too, where, like, I'll do something and she can be honest with me and say, eh, that didn't really work. Or, yeah. you should try this. And, yeah. you know, so it's great to Where some people feedback. might just blow smoke up your ass and say, oh, well, that, that was great. Yeah. What do you what do you say? Like, when somebody bombs, what do you say to them? I, I, I do the, oh, tough crowd. I blame the crowd. But I never blame the crowd. I'm so sorry like, to interrupt. I just wanted to thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you for coming yeah, out. We really you. appreciate it. Yeah, it was great, great, man. Thank yeah. you, thank you for coming down. Of course. Down. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's great to meet all of you guys, man. You're doing, a, you're doing great work, man. I can't believe you guys volunteer. It's really awesome, man. This is amazing. I've never done Yeah, you don't want to know what I do with my hands. I got to wash my hands immediately. so many shakes. Yeah. You want to know either. I mean... Yeah, so um, we were just talking about um, being on stage, and, and, and I always, when somebody does bad, yeah. I always say, ooh, tough crowd, because I don't want to say, oh, you were shit, you know? But, like, yeah. you know, it's if you and I had performed, like, 20 shows together, right? like, I've known, you for, I've known you for 20 minutes, right. total time, probably, and we already have our own handshake. Yeah. Let's show your wife. Here, All right. There we go. We're working on it, it but it's pretty good, right? It's coming. 20, yeah. we've literally known each other minutes. for 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. She's politely nodding her head. She Now she wants you, to say, oh, tough yeah. crowd. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've known you for 13 years, asshole. <laughs> yeah, jealous. Are you jealous that I have a headshake with your husband? <laughs> so, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, in all honesty, yes. I mean, I think I have been in a situation where I, you know, I put on that layer of bullshit, and you say what you want to say because it's uncomfortable to approach somebody and say, ooh. Oh, it didn't go well. Unless or, you're really good friends. Right, unless you're really good friends. But here's the thing is that you grow from that honest feedback. Yeah. You know, so I got to a point where, because I, I, I was telling, I don't know if I was talking to you or somebody else earlier, where, you know, the first, however many sets that you do throughout the years, and people say, hey, good set. You know, good set. Yeah. And they're like... That fucking sucks. Like, yeah, yeah. Good set. Yeah. You know, so the guys that were up tonight, like, you know, I tried to be. On, you don't want to be. You don't want to be mean. No. You want to be like. I, you know, I was like, hey, you got up there for the first time. That's your. That's your step. Like that's. Like that's yeah. amazing. Like it is. You're doing something that I've talked to so many people that have been like, oh yeah, I'll, yeah. I, I've thought. I've thought about trying comedy. You have fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. And don't stop. Use that momentum because we have. Like, if I didn't have that delusion when I was a year, two years in, I wouldn't have made it to year 13. 13. You're going to have a lot of you know? bad sets. You're going to have a lot of bad sets, and you have to, you just have to embrace them and be like, okay, you need to either accept the process and know that you're going to fail and and drive forward and get better, write more, be on stage more. You know, I went through the first five years, I feel like I get, I have to ask it, you know what I mean? And I, I knew that I wasn't putting enough into it. And I was that guy that everybody else was like, a comedy connection, Portland, Maine. Great set man, great set man. You were on the show. <laughs> good to see ya. You know, I was like, what? They tell me I had a good set. You know, and then... You take it to heart. You take, Yeah, because, you know, that's why you're there is because you want to, you know, you want to do well. And even now, like when I do shows, like my main goal is to have fun. And I think that is a mindset that changes the longer that you do it is to enjoy yourself because you do better when you say I just want to have fun like I want to be up here for myself and I want to I want to entertain and I want the audience to have a good time like not to like go out and crush it I had moments tonight where I, I did, definitely didn't crush it you know like there was awkward moments there was it was hot like but I had a good time I should be bad. I'm a bad mater is what I'm saying like listen guys I, I don't hunt I don't fish I've never had a DUI <laughs> I know people want to throw me out of the stage. <laughs> I, I also don't understand camo to save my life. I don't get it. When did camo stop being something that you wore into the woods to get a deer and something you start you started wearing into Walmart to get milk? I don't know. Accompanied by SpongeBob pajama pants. I don't understand. <laughs> 
know? So I think that honest feedback is important, you know, but it is difficult to give that when you're just, hey, I met you five minutes ago, like, I don't want to tell you, you suck the bag of dicks, you know? Like, yeah. I think it's different when you're doing it for a living and you're just doing it for fun, though. Sure. Like, yeah. You, you do it for fun. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm in a situation. Like, you enjoy it. Yeah. I'm in a situation where I can't, I'm not going to move to Boston, I'm not going to move to LA or New York anytime soon. I have a family and you know that's the most important thing. So I've accepted the fact that I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to have a Netflix special, I'm not going to be on Conan, I'm okay with that. I get to open for you know Bob Marley who's a, an amazing person, an amazing comic. We do, I mean, anywhere from 150 seat venues to 1500 seat venues that are sold out, and I just get to do what I love to do, and and like I'm so grateful for that. Incredible. Know? Well, you know, um, uh, my hobby business is Chuckles Comedy Club, yeah. and uh, man, like I, I saw that you're talented tonight, and you know, if you ever want to come down and host a show and meet Julie and come down to the club, like. You know, we'll try and make it worth your while financially, and uh, hopefully we can have you sometime if you're free. I don't think you need any papers to come down. Uh, I'm pretty sure Brian Brian comes down all the time and hosts the show and stuff like that. He takes so. a paddle boat, I think, across. The, he does, the yeah. Well, that he doesn't need to. We just insist. We're really dicks. <laughs> Chuckles Comedy Club. Right, don't drive. You take a paddle boat all the way in. You, you can host if you can paddle. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I would love that. Like I'm always open. It's not. It's here's the the, the tricky situation in my shoes. Is it's not about the money. It's difficult because like you know I have a I have a full time job. I have a family. So it's tough to say. Oh yeah, I'm gonna drive three hours for fifty bucks. Exactly. You know, and yeah. it's not that I if I was a, if I was a single person with no family. Okay, whatever, whatever. I mean, I'd be you know eat Cheetos, you know, masturbating to Die Hard. So you yeah. know, I'll, I'll I'll come hang out with you guys instead. Yeah, you know? yeah. But you know, I, when you have a family, exactly. You have kids, like oh yes, that that always comes to the forefront of your mind. Yep. And again, it's not it has nothing to do with my devotion to the craft. Like I just know that no matter what happens, whether I don't do a show for three months, like, I'm not going to stop. Like, I'll do this into my, into my, in my years of getting older, and I'm, I'm, I'm completely okay with the path that I'm on, you know? Like, I don't need, I don't need the recognition, I don't need the, the fame, um, which works out because I'm probably not going to get it, you know? I really feel like you're a younger version of me because, as uh, you may have picked up, I'm an electrician. Yeah. Uh, my hobby business is the comedy club yeah. and um, I make all of that work around my family right like I do put my family first and I understand that and uh, you know down the road if you want to come down to the club we would just make it so that you would make the same amount on the Friday and you take your sick day and sure. nanny watches the kids whatever it is right we'll, we'll make it happen well, that was the cool thing was we made a weekend out of this where we planned you know we all are, we have four kids and they're all you know scattered across New England and we were able to come So it's here. no problem to do a gig, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's just yeah, so yeah. easy. It's easy, yeah. yeah. No problem. Coordination yeah. is no problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, so last week, I mean, I did, I did four shows in southern Maine two to three hours away from where I live and she works at 6.30 in the morning so I went I did the shows you know I wait until Bob's done I take him off stage and I drive two two and a half hours three hours back home and then you know what I mean then I get up and kids up and you know right well I mean it's, just, it's what we do like, we've made it work like that's the way like she's supportive of, of what I love and you know I mean that's why it works how um uh... How possible would it be maybe to get Bob sometime to come down and both of you? Yeah, I mean, you know I, can't, I can't speak for him because, I mean, his... But could you put me in touch with oh, his for sure. people? I can put okay. in touch with, with his manager, Ollie. Cool, yeah. yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah. And uh, that might be possible in the future, right? Yes. Because I mean, we're not could... far away. We're about an hour and 20 minutes away. No, no, no. I mean, he does stuff. And the area is similar to Maine, right? Like, it's like we have trees and ocean and (laughs) boring, crazy people. No, yeah. no, I mean, he does stuff throughout the United States. I mean, it's the funniest the thing, man, because I cross that border, and I, you know, I'm, I said it on stage, but I mean it. Like, I get freaked the fuck out that I'm coming to the United States of America because we're fed all this media, we're fed all this yeah. CNN and shit, and we're just like, 
what in the actual fuck is yeah. happening? Like, but Maine's like a parallel universe. It's like we aren't really <laughs> we aren't really affected by it. We're just kind of here. Like, you guys are almost Canadian. Yeah, like, I mean, it's very, very true. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just to the point where like, all right, somebody just pay for a healthcare. We'll, we'll take it. Come on. But I, but I did buy a six pack at the Irving, and yeah. that was just liberating. I was like, wow, I could just buy beer because I'm an adult. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that in New Brunswick. What? You can't just buy beer? <laughs> not at a gas station. Not Are you kidding? Station. Oh my god. Explain. The old lady. The old ladies would start writing letters. We couldn't have that. Is this because of like the, the New Brunswick? Like it's yeah. NB Liquor. That's okay. it. The government controlled. We're closed at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Monday to Friday. Saturdays we close at five. Saturday after five, you don't get alcohol. It's so interesting. until Monday. Yeah. That sucks. Because yeah. in New England, so in New England, like a lot of people, if they're traveling through New Hampshire, there's no sales tax. So you go to New Hampshire and you buy all your liquor. So you stop, you stop in New Hampshire and you're like, well, what am I going to drink for the next six months? I just spent $500 on booze because there's no sales tax. And that's what people do. They're like, oh, they, they text and call their friends and family. Like, you need anything at the liquor store? I'm in New Hampshire right now. What can I get you? That's so you know, great. It is. It's crazy. You know, and then, I mean, in, you know, throughout me, like, we went to... You guys have beer at Walmart. Yeah. 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 That's unbelievable. We have wine at Walmart. We have wine now at our grocery stores. Yep. So we are coming up. We we just copy you guys. We really do. Like, I just saw chocolate frosted flakes at our grocery store, and I was like... This is like when I was little in the when I went to the states. Wait until they have marshmallows in it. Oh my! God. Then you're really coming up. No, this that's, is that's diverse. so many new ways to get diabetes. <laughs> so many new delicious ways to get that's, diabetes. That's diversity for real. I Why mean, do we give kids cereal? Because it's like we should just give them bowls of sugar. Just no, it's so Loops bad. were on sale today at Shop and Save Hannaford when I was buying some for my daughter. And they, it was regular fruit, fruit Loops, wild berry Fruit Loops, and then there were Fruit Loops with marshmallows in them. And they were two for five dollars. They do, they pound that stuff. And it's like, I don't so they tricked you into getting the marshmallows. Yeah. But is your daughter going to accept it? She might turn up her nose. She's gonna love it. Like think after so? six p.m., she turns into like ice cream cookies. We need a we need a dessert. After she need, she needs like a personal trainer to like <laughs> keep her like in line, blowing a whistle. Do another she's lap seven, in the pool. She's, she's seven years old, one fifty. I mean, she's she yeah, she's pretty hefty. <laughs> Luckily, she's tall. No, but like her Follow your nose. Yeah. 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 She's not, though. She's like a little twig, and she eats yeah. everything. But you're right, though. Like, like yeah. that's like in, I don't know if it's the same way in Canadian culture, but in American culture, like, that stuff is pushed so heavily. Like, mm-hmm. just the easy McDonald's, like, sugary breakfast cereal. Cheap, like, cheap, cheap. Cheap, cheap. Pop yeah. Tarts, donuts. Absolutely. Pop, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, Go it's buy some all, produce. Right. It's like $80 yeah, for a cabbage. You're like, what yes. the fuck? Right, because you're so far away from where the shit's grown. I don't even like cauliflower. I just spent $18 on this head of cauliflower. I feel like I have to eat it for breakfast, for lunch, yeah. for dinner. I have to put it into a shake. I yeah. have to milk it. It like, went bad. Oh, have no. you guys had cauliflower milk? It's amazing. Like, One thing we buy a lot of is grapes. Yeah. We can't uh, We can't have enough grapes and popcorn around for my kids. That's. Yeah. We try to get them to eat. Things, we try to get them to eat that stuff. Yeah. And then uh, Friday night is treat night we have treat night and I get excited because I get I get to have my skittles right I get we all are fiends for something yeah. right I like to like I can't buy Oreos because I will at 2 a.m. be in the kitchen eating a sleeve of them in my underwear. Yeah. Drinking a gallon of milk. So great. Like, just, right out of the carton. And then yeah. for two years I'm li- I was blaming the kids. I'm like, who's eating the Oreos? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's me. I it wasn't up. me. Those kids. It's just like I wake up and I'm like, oh, you know what? I could do right now. I could eat some Oreos in my underwear. I like those. <laughs> or I could just keep lying here. <laughs> right. I don't think yeah. I'm gonna keep lying. No, here. I can't. I gotta get up and eat Oreos in my underwear. But it is. We like we push that stuff so hard, you know, to and it is. Like we talk about this stuff all the time. It's just like, oh fuck, like our kids have had so much processed food or you know, we have like 
we have uh, some of our kids' friends, like when they go to birthday parties, their mom brings their food and snacks. Like they can't have cake they or anything. Cake she brings or pizza like or like if they have pizza, yeah. She yeah. brings their own sandwiches. And they've, and they've made it all. Which, yeah. You know, or they have allergies or just the mom's no, like, no. The mom's just that. Yeah. Part yeah. of me is like, good for you. And the other part of me is like, fuck you. Let like, your yeah, kid yeah. have cake. Let your kid have cake and pizza. And be and, a kid. You know, yeah, yeah be a kid. Somewhere have... between be a kid and diabetes is a good right, balance. Exactly. Yeah. So how did you, like, let's get back to stand up just for a second yeah, before, yeah. I know you have to go, but no, 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 um, <laughs> I, I want to ask you, how, where, when did you start stand up? How, why, and why did you start stand up? And how, you know, that whole story. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think I remember being in the, I lived in an apartment. I was probably, you know, 20, 21 years old. And there was a buddy of mine that was there, and he was really funny. And we used to just entertain the people that we had in our, you know, in our living room. And, like, we would just go back and forth. And I think before that, like, I wasn't necessarily, like, the class clown, but, like, I enjoyed getting a reaction out of people. You know, so I always had that. And then finally someone's like, like, why don't you do stand-up? And I was like, I remember thinking, like, it's so easy. Like, you just take a topic and you just, like, make it relevant and funny. Like, that's no problem at all. We also saw a sign going down a dirt road that said, drive like your kids live here. So I slowed way down, did a U-turn, and drove as fast as I fucking could in the opposite direction. Those assholes are anywhere around here. I know I... <laughs> and then, yeah, so I did, in the, at the Comedy Connection in Portland, Maine, there was a contest called um, the Portland's Funniest Professionals Contest, and it was open to the public, and so you could just sign up, and it was just mostly guys that had never done it before, and so I signed up for this contest, and I went down, and I, you had to do three to five minutes of material, and I remember shitting myself, because it was like, how fuck am I going to talk about something funny for three to five minutes? Like, I had no clue how I was going to make that happen. So, I went, and I did my three to five minutes. I don't remember any of it. Like, I blacked out, more or less. Like, I got some laughs. I didn't place. I didn't win. But I walked away with the with the bug. And, and did well enough so where I contacted them again, and I said, listen, I'd like to come back. And they had a Thursday showcase, and I started, you know, doing the Thursday showcase. And that was a two and, two, two and a half hour drive for me. And I just went down, and I just, I networked, I met guys, and then I just, I think I continued comedy more because of the relationships that I built, and the friends that I made, I like, I mean, just these great guys that are just hilarious, and good people, that, you know, I still work with and talk to to this day, because... <laughs> like the being funny part didn't come until years later until I was really like oh well I had a good set like I mean that was like five six years in like I just remember so many fails so many fails so and, you know that was kind of how it started and, and like I said I I shifted my mindset at some point to like you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to keep doing it. Like, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. Like, I'm just, I, I really enjoy it. And I'm not going to stop. So, and that, I think that really helped kind of get me comfortable. And it took that competitive edge and the ego away from it to like, well, I got to be better than this guy. Like, I don't. Like, I just want to go out and have fun. Where can people find you on social media? Um, so I'm a horrible self-promoter. So I mean, I have a, fa- a regular. So they can't place. find you. Can't. To our <laughs> listeners, we apologize. You cannot find Adam Hatch. <laughs> they can't. It's mean, impossible. Yeah, I know. But I mean, he doesn't really promote on there. As, but but you have a Facebook page, Adam Facebook Hatch. Page, my, yeah, my regular page. You can find me on there. I that's really. I mean, I post like. He'll accept your friend request. I'll accept your friend request. I don't have a. I don't have a website. I don't have. Um, I'm on Instagram. A Hatch Comedy. A Hatch Comedy. At A Hatch Comedy on Instagram. On Instagram. I've used Twitter in a couple years, but I'm on there somewhere. Perfect. Um, so. You could you can look at stuff I've done a few years ago, which is probably awful. Um, you could travel to Old Town, Maine. Yeah, yeah but but he but 
but but you're going to uh, get better at your social media and your self promotion, and you're going to get a couple yeah. of uh, videos going yeah. and stuff. It's yeah, hard. it's hard. We talked about this the other day. It's, you know, I think like so much of comedy is confidence. I'm like, I've been doing it for 13 years, and it's incredibly hard to feel confident about what you're doing, and that because there's so many great comics out there and that and and when you go up on a show and you somebody that's just like you're like damn like you're so good and then you're just like wow there's then there's me you know so it's it's hard to be like I'm gonna push myself I'm gonna be let me be your entertainment for a Christmas party I'm worth two thousand bucks like I've always struggled with that you know and it's in my area you know it's like there's only a handful of comics that really could you know do shows like that Stop, and, and it's call, but it's tough like I'm just like well, what are you throw me a sandwich and a hundred bucks and I'll come to your, I'll come to your show it's hard to place a value on it, yourself it, it right is. I get it and you know what thing. it's weird it's weird uh, talking to you because I feel like we're kind of the same guy yeah. because you said it took you about five years to get watchable yeah right and I was the same way yeah. I owe the province of Alberta a huge apology because for five years <laughs> I made their ears bleed right. with nonsense yeah, yeah. and garbage Absolutely. and hack and yeah. just everything terrible and um but after about five six years i started to yeah. get a couple of chuckles get it you know and it started to blossom and i started to open for pros like like you're doing now yeah. and um what happened to me was i had a couple of kids became an electrician i was gonna quit and when i was in college uh, as an electrician like training to be an electrician they go oh you do comedy? We got a winter carnival coming up. Right. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. How yeah. you got to do a set chain? And yeah. I was just like, fuck, just when I was yeah. out, they pulled me back in, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's hard to walk away. It's hard to. It is, man. It's a. Yeah. It's, it's real addiction making people laugh. But, but you get, you, like, there. <laughs> the first few years, you're just so inflated with, like, ego and, like, I'm going to be on Comedy Central. Yeah. I'm going to be on Conan. That's or right. Whatever the case may be. And that character you through the point where you're like, I'm not fucking going anywhere, but I like what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, yeah. and you get to the point where you're like, oh, well, what's that? If I could just travel around Absolutely. and make some money and make yes. people laugh, I'm Absolutely. totally happy Absolutely. with that. You know? and, and meet people like yourself and, you know, all the guys that were on the show tonight, like, that makes it completely worth it. I think we are a special breed of people, comedians. Oh, oh for sure. I mean, some of us are straight up fucking weirdos, yeah, yeah, and I want yeah. nothing to do with those people. <laughs> but... Right. But for the most part, yeah. like, I, I love Scott, Brian, you know what yes. I mean? Now I meet you. Like, yeah. I, I feel like a connection because we're all kind of doing the same. We're doing different, the, a different, we're doing it a different way. We're doing the same, well, how, okay. We're doing the same thing a different right. and, and way. Different way, yeah. Right. Like Brian said, I mean, like, public speaking is one of the world's greatest fears. And a lot of people, like, they'll say, like, I don't know how you do what you do. And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I don't really know how I do it either, but I mean, like, it's... My cousin is a firefighter in Thunder Bay, Ontario, Wow! and uh, after a show, he came up to me, he goes, I don't know how you do it, I don't know how you go in front of hundreds of people and make them laugh, and I said, Philip, you're a firefighter, I don't know how you run into a burning building, Exactly. you know, we're all different, we have all different fears, right, so, um, well, I was happy to face my fears with you tonight. Yeah, right, absolutely, man. Great talking to you, thanks for doing the show. Absolutely. Cheers. So, so, um... That's like five pictures of that. Oh, so no. it's not it's not working. It's not working. We're gonna have to pick another Let's beer. Try else. Let's do the, the honey blonde, I guess. I guess. Let's do it. Yeah. If that will work. Uh, we'll see how foamy that one is. I mean, I, if it's too foamy and this doesn't work out, I'll take a bottle. So this is wonderful being in the lovely land of Calais. Yeah, you made it. You I made I missed Martin's by five minutes. Uh, you guys are the entertainment here because it's kind of slow around. Is it quiet? Oh yeah. Till we got here and ruined everything. Yeah, and it's summertime, so people are. The, and the hard thing about booking a show right now is that, like, this is camp time. This is like lake time. And I am rusty, man, but uh, I, I'm, I got that, I got that energy, you know. Yeah. Like today I got that feeling, you know. Yeah. You ready uh, to play? I'm ready to play. Yeah, I'm excited. I, yeah. I haven't had this many people in front of me in a long time, so I'm like a little kid now. I'm yeah. just like shaking and. You like, just have an off day where you just don't feel like it. You just yes. Really yeah. It's so hard, man. Sometimes.